Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. Jonathan, where do you think you're going? Get back over here. Where am I going? Where am I going? What's going on? I don't know. You're walking away when you know what time it is. What time is it? It is 8 o'clock on Wednesday on Slam Radio, Sirius XM. Yes, sir. Yes, ladies. Yes, everyone. Welcome back to Knowledge, Nonsense, and Reasoning, a podcast brought to you by Something Divine. Love. One shout out to Slam Radio. As always, thank you so much for giving us this platform to uh, do what we do best, which is talk a lot of knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning through reasoning. And love is divine. Love is divine, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we will be talking to you about the heat and we will be talking to you about El Patio, some sports, some Miami-Dade COVID, COVID all around the world. What else are we going to be talking about, Raul? Barney. Barney. We're going to be talking about Barney. My we're favorite. Gonna, we're going to be talking about a lot of things today, and we got you guys for an hour. So let this intro start, and we'll be right back with some more knowledge. Nonsense. And reasoning. Thank you. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. We'll be back with knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. And then I'd have one more question for him. Did you take steroids? Hold down. Did you take steroids? Why, how can I but do all would, of that and then not ask him? But why would you do that? He's not going to answer that question. Why would you answer such a question? Why not? I'm asking him. I bet you he answers the other two very nicely of without course. a problem. Yeah, so why can't he answer the last up. one? He's going to hang up on us. Why can't he answer the last one? He's going to hang up on us. Just tell me no, he didn't. I'm giving him an opportunity for me to no longer judge this based on what I heard from one person in the New York Times. I don't want to believe it. He didn't take steroids. Hey, platanos. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. And now we're back with knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Bro, you've been talking about the heat, this heat, this heat that's going on. And I'm just here thinking like, yo, the NBA season's over. So what heat are you talking about, bro? The heat from Miami, the sun. It's called temperature. Oh, that's what we're talking about? It's been mostly overcast these last couple of weeks, so I haven't really seen the sun whatsoever. Oh, well, but there is some other heat coming out of Miami, even though the season did end. What, what other heat are you talking about? That boy. You know him. I know him. My favorite Dolphin as a Dolphin, Tua Tagovailoa. Wait, say the last, his last name again? Tagovailoa. You're doing a great job, brother. I don't know about that, but I'm definitely trying. Yeah, man. So talk to me. How do you feel about Tua 
obviously, if everybody knows by now, he's the starter for the um, the Miami Dolphins now. Look at that. Won two games in a row with Fitzmagic. And now we're giving two a shot. He came into the game for, I want to say, over two minutes. Went two for two, nine yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions. So that's a good sign. I right? think those are Hall of Fame numbers, in my opinion. Um, we we got to give him everything. We got to give him the starting spot. We got to give him the captain spot. I'm thinking we give him a car, a uh, lifetime contract, and a percentage of the stadium as well. Do you like the move, making him a starter? Um, I don't know if I like it per se, but I respect it. Yeah, Brian Brian Flores is in a position where he's able to do this because his job's not on the line at the end of the season, no matter how it goes. I mean, it shouldn't be. They came into this with zero with zero chance, zero of any expectations, and they're three and three, which is uh, it's not the goal, but it's definitely ahead of what they thought. We did, we did completely destroyed the Jets, and that's always nice to see. Um, we did we 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 blew everybody's uh, expectations out of the water by beating San Francisco the week before. And not to say that I saw this coming, but when I was watching the Seattle game, which was before the San Francisco game, we were putting up a fight with arguably the best team in the league and a front runner, in my opinion, for the MVP in Russell Wilson, you know, and we were hanging with them. But we were maybe like three to four plays away from truly winning that game. But we kept on fighting, and that same spirit from playing Seattle transcended over to San Francisco. I feel like these guys are just tired of getting the short end of the stick. These guys are tired of everybody on ESPN and and Fox and everywhere just bashing the Miami Dolphins. I mean, but is there a reason not to bash them? What have they done? They what? have no. I mean, granted, that, but there comes a point where you know you don't want people to keep on talking about you in a certain negative type of way. I think it finally clicked for them. And Brian Flores is that coach that. Man, that guy will grab you by the face mask, COVID or no COVID, bro. He'll just shake you around and be like, yo. Well, well, look, let me tell you some poetry. You were talking about that Jets game that we demolished these guys. Who is the Jets coach, you ask? Adam Gaze. Adam Gaze, Gaze yeah. Ex-Miami ex Dolphins coach. Yeah, who did nothing as well. So, so shout out to Brian Flores. That must have been fulfilling on some level. And especially to the players that, that might have been retained from, from that prior coaching. Imagine that this guy leaves you as a team, deserts you guys, goes to your biggest rival, arguably, and then you get to beat them. And you don't allow them to score any points. It's great. It's a great win for the Miami Dolphins going into a bye week now. We got we got two weeks to prepare for um, the Los Angeles Rams, which is that's the only the only thing that I don't like about Tua starting is his welcoming into the NFL as a starter is going to be against the best defensive player in the NFL this year and last year and in, in Aaron Donald, you know. And that that Rams, that Rams defense is good, man. You know. Oh well, they're great, and um, and they're doing a great job. But think about the position that they're going to start them off as well from a tangible aspect from from the Dolphin side. It's on a bye week, so the rookie has two weeks to really focus on that film, get his licks in, get his practice in, and make sure that he feels comfortable before that. And yes, they announced it as a starter. And it, hey, it's a great press release. Obviously, we're here talking about it, aren't we? But if they feel that at that day, that's not their guy to start, they don't have to start him either. Yeah, I think I think all the hype from him coming into the game and Ryan Fitzpatrick for sure was on board with this decision. I'm sure that they were the first he was the first person they contacted. Granted that there was two Dolphin players that remain un unidentified that say that they found out about uh, Tua getting the starting job through Instagram, which that that just sucks. <laughs> you yeah, know? no, that's, that's. But it's 2020, so what? You know what? I mean, we surprise, find that, surprise. I mean, we, we find everything out through Instagram, Twitter, everything, especially politics. But we'll get there in a second. But to focus on this, 
Oh uh, yeah, no, it's definitely not ideal, and I'm sure that that's something that will be handled. But Ryan Fitzpatrick came into the season knowing who what what was happening here, and Miami's looked out for him as. Uh, these past few seasons, we haven't made playoffs. We haven't done anything, but we keep him on retainer. We keep resigning him because he's a great placeholder. But at the end of the day, that's what he is for us. Yeah, I think the future is bright in Miami, specifically for the Miami Dolphins. Um, I think that with Tua starting um, and Ryan Fitzpatrick as the mentor, you know, as the the guy that took him under his wing. A willing mentor as well. Yeah, I think. I, and he said it. You, you made that comment before we started recording about Ryan Fitzpatrick being this guy's number one fan like the minute the minute that ryan that that the dolphins picked up two on the draft was the minute that ryan fitzpatrick knew that his job was his to give eh, even prior to that but that just emphasized it i think yeah no i mean granted what i'm saying is the process of keeping ryan fitzpatrick with the knowledge of going after two or ryan fitzpatrick must have known already had to sit down with everybody all the, the the head coach from the gm to the owner like hey man we 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 want you you're the the reigning mvp of the miami dolphins is ryan fitzpatrick from last yeah. year in case for, yeah. for those that don't know this guy does ball and if you don't know now you do know and he's and fitz magic is 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 happening right now you know so and and we were talking about it how i'm scared to give these young quarterbacks a shot right when they get into the nfl you know, which is understandable. Look at look at Mitchell Trubisky that now is Nick Foles is a veteran that's starting over Mitchell Trubisky because he came into yeah. a team where I don't think he was ready. I don't think he was ready whatsoever. Jared you know? Goff in his first season with the Rams as well. You yeah. can go on and on. And Sam Darnold, um, New York Jets. That guy's that guy's not. You know. Yeah. No. You got Joe Flacco playing quarterback there now. It's crazy. It's, yeah. How 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 did that happen? You know what I'm saying? Like so. I, I do like the decision and not starting him right away. I was one of the one of the few to say, yeah, let's let's write it out with Fitzpatrick. And man, one of my one of the most electrifying players in the NFL is Patrick Mahomes. And that's a perfect example of of, of breeding someone into the system through Andy Reid and through the organization by, you know, in twenty seventeen, they they had an opportunity to throw Patrick Mahomes in there and they were like, you know what? Nah, man. Let's just let's just Let's save this guy. Let's nurture this guy. My favorite example of that is Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. It took him about his fourth season to get started. Yeah, because he, well, he had this guy right in front of him. You might have heard of him. I don't know. Some teams have. Uh, Brett Favre. Oh, the, the jeans guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, Wrangler. He, yeah. Retires a few times, comes back, whatever. Um, But yeah, uh, with Rodgers, he didn't start until his fourth season. And look at that. And you know what's funny? Just on a side note, Aaron Rodgers, man, what a disappointment, man. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. What are you talking about? They played each other, dude. You didn't see that game? I didn't. What happened? Aaron Rodgers, I don't even think he scored a touchdown. He threw two interceptions. Bro, he looked like Chad Henney. The, um, the, the Patriots destroyed these guys like 30 to 10. Wow. I mean, the, the Patriots. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The, 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 the Tampa Bay Brady's heard. Yeah, man. Yeah. And everybody with the game of the week, oh, Tom Brady against Aaron Rodgers. And even Tom Brady was like, oh, you like Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, man. And Aaron Rodgers up until last week or up until a couple of days ago, granted, he's probably still on an MVP run. But, man, did that look ugly, bro? The guy looked like Chad Henney, bro. And then I read a whole article talking about how Aaron Rodgers is just a hyped up Chad Henney. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, the person that wrote this article must have not been in Miami because I was a season ticket holder when Chad Henney was a Miami Dolphin. 
And that oh, was, yeah? Yeah, that was atrocious. That was atrocious. Did you get those tickets for free? What happened? No, man. I, I got to see Chad Henney. I got to see uh, Chad Pennington. Oh. I got to see uh, Dante Culpepper. I got to see, uh, man, we had this guy, Jamarcus Russell. I don't know if you remember that guy. He was, I don't. He was an African-American quarterback that played for the Raiders for a little bit. Dante Culpepper was another one that we drafted over Drew Brees. I remember that season. Man, it's not easy being a Miami Dolphin. But let me tell you something. Aaron Rodgers is a lot better than Chad Henney. So respect yourselves. I just think that with guys like Brady, we've created this mystique almost that we expect all these great quarterbacks from Roethlisberger, Rodgers, Brees, all these guys. To- Shout out to Ben Roethlisberger, 5-0. Shut up. Wow. Uh, Ryan Tannehill as well, 5-0. It has to be 2020. So, because <laughs> I don't believe you. But at this point, everything's possible. But, you know, you have to understand that these guys, like, it's not even just their professional careers. That From the, from the time that they're kids, they start doing all these sports, middle school, high school, college, everything. And then they perform at such a high level. I think that Brady kind of made people think that, oh, every great quarterback is supposed to be elite for – 20 years and that's not a realistic expectation especially in sports and especially if maybe you haven't been part of a culture like what the patriots have built around brady yeah i think the 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 way that you know you know what's a true quarterback in the nfl bro and eli manning bro someone that that that's as that's as that's the step right before elite i think that that's going to be a hall of fame quarterback bro you think you think eli manning hits uh hits a hall of fame Yes, by default, of course, because he has two chips and he and he uh, and he beat Tom Brady twice. Twice, you know. Yeah, man. but but think about it. Eli Manning had greatness at some at some level at some points, but then at other points he was human, and this guy made mistakes. But when he was on, he was on, and he led him to Super Bowls. I think that's a realistic expectation I mean, here, especially with teams now now more than ever that are constantly changing players. All right, and you see it in uh, uh, along all the lines of professional sports, where there's not uh, there's not a lot of loyalty for 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 your team anymore. You know what I'm saying? You look I at mean, you look at guys like Dan Marino. You know that that type of culture is not even in the '80s with basketball. That type of co- that that culture of staying on a team. That's not is, realistic. That's not realistic I mean, anymore. So then, how in the do you, '90s? You could even go as far as recent as look. Dwayne, look at what happened with Dwayne Wade. I know it's not football, but look at what happened with him. The Heat did not take care of him in 2016. Where'd he go? Chicago. He went to Chicago. And to this day, he still feels that they did not take care of him. But he but he forgave, obviously. And him and Pat Riley are cool. But he didn't forget either. Pat Riley for sure threw him a check under the, underneath the table. Nah, nah. Not enough, obviously. Nah, no. Nah, I'm saying what, like, it's in that forgiving process, you don't think that Pat Riley's like, hey, man, here, you want one of my boats? Have one of my yachts. Bro, I'm sorry, not I boats, mean, yachts. Oh, I'm sorry, not yachts, cruise ships, because I got for sure. Has here's one of my bank accounts. Yeah, yeah, that's it. No, for sure. But but it just shows you that. And then with Brady leaving to the Bucks, come on. That's yeah. crazy. What do you expect? As where you look at people like Kobe Bryant really was the last of an era, if you really think about You're it. You're right. You're absolutely right on that. Last one. Like, I can't think of anybody else after that. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. And, it's, and it makes you think, like, wow. Like, this really is a business. And then we talk about sports and it's entertainment. And then we get excited about these new guys coming in. Tool, come on. This guy has his whole career ahead of him. And and I'll, and for throwing him in the spot that they're throwing him in now is a good position to be in. Three, three, couple weeks. But you could tell this wasn't the plan. And then it makes you think, wow, like, okay, so just say it does go well. How long does that last for? Is this our guy forever? Is that even a possibility anymore? 
and it really makes you think about the layers to all this and then you have these guys who are giving their lives to this basically their existence you have to condition you got to eat right you got to do everything right and then you will be abandoned or your whole career will be questioned as with Aaron Rodgers and the article you just brought up yeah so do you think that this was planned with Tua or do you think this was just like a, a one of those impulsive decisions it fell everything fell into place yeah i think he healed a little bit better than everybody thought i think the dolphins are doing better than everybody thought and you know what let's ride this wave cool we're on a three three maybe not enough people are aren't paying attention so you want to make people really pay attention throw the rook out throw there the rook out there and and throw him and he has composed himself in such an incredible manner throw the rook out there since even getting signed that like you don't blame him hey man i'm a fan of tour I'm a fan of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Let's just throw them both out there. Honestly, that could work. At the same time. Okay. A two-quarterback set. Who throws the ball? Brian Flores. I'm telling you, bro. If you're listening to the show, call me. But who throws the ball? Bro, they, they throw it to each other until someone gets open. One lines up on the other side, and they're just going back and forth. They just do one long yeah, like monkey. lateral. Yeah, you know, like monkey in the middle. You got the defense scrambling. You know what? I think this is groundbreaking. Hey, man, the Dolphins are the ones that came out with, uh, what was it, the Wildcat? You remember that formation with, I, I with sure our boy, Ricky Williams? What a time to be alive. Remember Ricky that Williams. Guy? that guy? I, do, I, I love that guy. Oh, I absolutely remember that. I actually had a Ricky Williams jersey when I was younger. So did I. And, and you remember when he came back and we had Ronnie Brown, bro, and it was Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams. Granted, Ricky Williams took his time off to pursue and do what he wanted to do and find himself, and I'll leave it at that, PG. You know what I'm saying? But comes back in after full enlightenment and still leads the NFL in 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 uh in rushing yards. Hey, freak of nature. Bro. You ever seen the documentary Run Ricky Run? I no, I haven't. We should we should sit down over a nice glass of uh milk. Leche condensada and, and watch it. I, I don't drink my milk condensed. I want the whole package. I don't like condensed milk. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the dancers. And we're here to talk to you about everything. Fun fact, just in case you didn't know, when we recorded this specific show. We're dancing the whole time. The whole time we're dancing, ladies and gentlemen. Raul actually just blew out his back a couple minutes ago dancing. I swear to God. Third time today. Dude, this man, he, he, he literally just sneezed a couple minutes ago, and I thought I had to take him to the hospital. Oh, man, I, I thought so, too. I was ready. But he said that this show must go on, ladies and gentlemen, and that's why we're here shedding light on this gloomy night. Not, not exactly. He tied me to the chair, so someone please save oh, me. Oh, this guy can't go anywhere at all. He cannot go anywhere. It's all, a trap. So, Raul, let's let's uh let's keep on this nice little happy trend right now. Two is getting his start. We're gonna get back to that when um well November first is when we play the Rams. We have a bye week, so we'll still we'll still be talking. We'll about circle it next back week. on that. But let's talk about your favorite spot here, in Miami, El Patio, bro. You heard about uh, what's going on over there? I I touched base on it, but I feel like you might know a little bit more than I do. They opened up a Mexican restaurant by the name of Miami. You oh, want, you want me to spell it for you? Uh, you know what? I may, I might need your help, please. M A Y, A M I. Now say it. Miami. Miami, ladies and Miami. gentlemen. From the guys that brought you Sancocho Sundays, El Patio has gone ahead and found a nice little spot, ten thousand square feet. It's a Mexican-inspired indoor and outdoor restaurant and lounge, ladies and gentlemen, and it's now open in the artsy neighborhood of Winwood. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is true. Now. I really hope 
Because I'm going to go there. I love Mexican food. You like Mexican food? Yes. I love me some good, authentic Mexican food. I'm hoping to go there and truly enjoy sitting down with a little a little less perreo than what Opatio Todo que yo quiero es perreo. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, Raul knows how I feel about El Patio. I, I like to go down the street to a place called 1-800-LUCKY. I love El Patio. It's my favorite backyard. Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm I'm truly looking forward to go try out Miami and see what what's up, bro. These guys have killed it with El Patio, um, and it's been going on for how long now, bro? How long has El Patio been going on? Uh, well, I believe they opened up back in I want to say 15, but don't quote me on that. And and look, it's a great spot. I have a lot of great memories there. It definitely gets a little bit slammed. I highly recommend you get a table if you do go. Uh, but with that said, um, I, I'm look, man. I'm happy to hear that all these places are reopening, that they're refunctioning, especially Wynwood. It's my personal favorite little borough of Miami, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense, but you know, you have your downtown, you have you got your Brickle, you got your South Beach, you got your Coral Gables. I like Wynwood. It's very artsy fartsy, a little bit in the grime, and, and and I'm happy to see it rejuvenated like this. Even those farts smell great in Wynwood. And they taste great too. They taste great. Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah, they're on the menu. So it's great to hear that, you know, that that they're getting creative like this and they're reopening spots. And I know that 1 800 Lucky reopened and all these places are reopening. And 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 I'm just happy to hear all that. So cool. They, open, they, have, a, they have a Miami Mexican restaurant. Great. I hope it doesn't taste like Miami, but let's do it. It's led by the executive chef Juan Carlos Flores, formerly at Brico's Cantina La Viente and Coral Gables Plomo Tequila and Taco Bar. Fun fact, good friend of ours of the show, David Hurd, was a bartender at Plomo for um, some time. Great spot. I've gone there, um, I want to say two, three times. Very great spot. The, the Mexican food there is off the chain. I'm very, very excited to see what Juan Carlos Flores has up his sleeve. I've, from, from what I saw, there's already a, a maracuya liqueur. I'm a huge fan of maracuya. Um, and yeah, man, let's uh, say that for me again. Maracuya, Maduro. Fue, 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 fue. But I don't know. That's great. And Dan, I'm sure that, you know, like with this launch that they're going to be popping off. And I hope so. Uh, it just it's crazy that, you know, maybe they had a different expectation, especially due to the new reinstated curfew that just hit. Yes, yes. It was almost, it wasn't even a full week of no curfew. Um, we lasted a weekend. I wonder how many people are, are, are going to went out this weekend that, you know, up till five in the morning. And then they found out these news and they're like, wow, well, at least I had this one weekend. At least I had this one weekend. It's so yeah. funny Um, um, that last night, um, New Wave was open till three in the morning. Look at that. And I was talking to a couple of friends that were over there. And I'm thinking to myself, because I'm reading these articles about, um, about the curfew. And I'm like, oh man, New Wave's probably going to be open until the three. And granted, for you guys that don't know, New Wave is, is a pool hall out here by FIU. New Wave Billiards. Shout out to them. Great. Shout out to them. Great time. Great, great time, service. Great time. Very safe. So, so I'm thinking to myself, and I'm sure, I'm sure that multiple people were thinking about this because the news broke like Sunday. So I'm looking at, it's like 12 o'clock and I'm like, I'm like, damn. New wave closes at three, and that's probably gonna be it because that's it. Tomorrow the new curveball comes in, so I'm thinking like, well, maybe I should go. I didn't end up doing anything, but still, it was like, man, this was nice. Like how you're saying, for a couple of days, I'm sure people did utilize it. And now looking at the new curfew that started on Tuesday, it's like, oh, well, thank God that I went out this last weekend, and I'm hoping that the people that did go out did go out safely. You know, so how do you feel about um this the, the curfew coming back into play after being uh well. 
let's give some backstory to the audience. Let's do it. So, um, for those who may not be aware, I feel like that might be a lot of you. Um, the curfew. So there was a ex uh, exotic dance club, that gentleman's club, a gentleman's club. There, there's a term that had sued the county to reopen their uh to basically ban the curfew. And due to some of the bills that was passed by Governor DeSantis last month, it actually held up and they had won. But then the county um, pulled an injunction on that final say. So now it's being reviewed. And on therefore, until there is a final say or a final judgment on yeah. that, the, the curfew still upholds. So, man, uh, look, uh, this might not be a popular opinion, but I don't think it's a bad thing. What, the curfew being coming back in? I don't think so. I think that if you really want to go to a gentleman's club, you'll go to a gentleman's club. Obviously, look, it's not ideal. And, and I'm not trying to you know, take away anybody's career or job or anything. And I respect this is no time, especially, look, normally I wouldn't judge somebody's job, but especially now is not a time to judge somebody's job. Right. But I understand. I get it. And especially with, with, with all this uncertainty going on, this misleading information, I understand. And, and honestly, I think it's kind of petty how everything kind of went down as well. The counties and the state are not in coalition. Yeah. That's a fact. Whatsoever. That, whatsoever. That's a fact. So 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 at this point, I feel that maybe if the states and the if the state and the county would have worked together, we, we wouldn't be going through this. You do you really think that the county's trying to get sued, that they're trying to go through all these injunctions and everything? We have so much other things going on. Nah, I, absolutely not. This is this this is not this shouldn't have to be a focus of priority, but you understand both sides as well. You have to. So it's a so it's a complicated term, but I'm I personally am okay with the curfew being back on. I don't mind the curfew whatsoever, but if we're gonna go ahead and try to push forward, you got you gotta execute a lot cleaner than this, guys. You know what I'm saying? When I say guys, I'm speaking in in, in rhetorically the, rhetorically towards the government. Like, Just kidding. We're speaking specifically to you. You know who you are. You know who you are. That's messing this up. No, man, it's the truth. You know, the curfew is helping out with people. I mean, you want to know how I look at it, bro? Nothing good happens after a certain time, right? I think that the people that stay out past 12, granted that we are who we are, yeah. you know, when, you, when you're out past 12, it's usually you're not doing it. You're up to no good. You're, you're not being as productive. Granted that there are people that are being productive. Shoot. There are people that get up for work at that time. Yeah. For no, the most part, people are out. And then shout out to those workers, your Uber drivers, your Postmate Always drivers. Shout out. shout out to those guys, especially after curfew. They could get stopped at any moment, but they're not because they need to pay the rent and you need, Abs and you need to make flurry at 2 a.m. Hey man, I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to let you know, Raul. Can I tell you something? No, you're still essential in my eyes. Oh, I'm super essential. <laughs> super. No, like, you know what, guys? Breaking news. I am super, super essential. You know you know that figure you've been seeing flying through the clouds? That's not a plane. That's your local hero. Raul. S super essential. No, I don't call myself Raul, but you know what? I, I was watching Iron Man. Tony Stark put himself out there. I feel like it's okay as well. So I am super essential. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. On knowledge. Nonsense. And super essential. Super essential, my friend. So we'll keep a, we'll keep an eye on that curfew going forward. As of now, the curfew is underway. So 12 o'clock is the correct time, my friend. Call me Cinderella. Yep. Be home by 12. You better not forget your glass slipper. Please be safe if you're really, really upset about this. Guys, be safe. Wear your mask. Don't cough on people, bro. Simple as that. Wash your hands. Throw on some germs. Let me give you man. some advice. Pick up a book. You know, go read. Go read a book. Go read an article. Go watch. Do your news. taxes. I'm sure a lot of people have in this year. 
so, I haven't done my taxes on two turns. Oh. You know? But let me tell you, let's talk about something else that is fully underway. The World Series. No no cap. No cap. Just a bunch of guys wearing baseball caps. caps. So many caps. That was rough. Um, it happens. Baby. Baby. <laughs> Jersey. So the World Series. Tampa Bay. Hey, they're not Miami, but you're not close enough. Hey, all Miami Marlins fans for sure are Tampa Bay fans at this point. I, I'm a Tampa Bay fan. I'm a <laughs> since day one. Since day one, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, day one of when they send Brady. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, but uh, today's definitely not the day to be a fan of the Rays. Game one against the Dodgers went down, uh, just like the score. So the Dodgers won 8-3. Complete domination, ladies and gentlemen. Complete dominations. But hey, Tampa Bay's Tampa Bay. They're scrappers. They're going to come back as they always do. Um. I, I think that the series is gonna is gonna be a great one, man. You got you think two, so? Yeah, you got two teams. Granted, I got Dodgers in five. You got Dodgers in five. I got uh, Dodgers in five. I think I think that two, both teams have great pitching. I think that both teams have great hitters as well, and they got great coaches. So, I think six six or seven, man. We'll see. Join us next week as we have a, a special guest come on and talk and you know talk briefly about the World Series and where we're at by next week because obviously if you haven't been able to tell me and Raul don't know lickety anything about baseball shout out to Larry for uh, being the baseball guru in our lives someone look look man just when I watch baseball I'm just happy when somebody scores a touchdown you know, you what, know I'm what I'm saying you know you know absolutely foul 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 flag 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 well well another flag this is actually holding on the pitcher oh wait isn't this full time out I don't know I'm throwing yellow cards so <laughs> but, but 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 another flag that was actually crossed was this is the smallest crowd in over a century for a World Series. The last time they had a smaller crowd, you ask? 1909. Oh, but but this is in attendance? Yes. Well, what it, I'm sure there's social distancing like what 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 are how many people are they able to have? 11,000. Oh, well. I thought, man, I thought that you were saying like that's how many people tuned in to watch it. Oh no! Oh, oh no! That's the stadium, but with a capacity, what with a capa capacity of almost forty-one thousand, makes you feel pretty small. Oh, for sure. But I mean, I'm, I'm sure that if it wasn't for COVID, there'd be forty-one thousand people. I don't know. Baseball's pretty boring. <laughs> to you, I'm joking, guys. Baseball is America's pastime. Like arguing about how good baseball is, and politics, and fast food. With that said, let's go into it. Your favorite, your your favorite topic. Just kidding. It's nobody's favorite topic. It's COVID time. COVID time, Raul. Please enlighten me. So on this junction of COVID time, just kidding. It's not COVID time. You know what time it is? What time is it? Time to keep up with the Kardashians. Today is Kim Kardashian's 40th birthday. Hey, shout out to Kim K. Shout out woo, to Kim woo, K. Woo, woo, woo. I'm a fan. You divorced yet, girl? How's it going? Uh, which time? Which time you said? Yeah, she's divorced twice already. Oh, but is she divorced from Kanye West yet? No, never. These guys are going to be together forever. You truly think so? Kim Kardashian is going to be the first real estate lady. I'm sorry, reality TV lady. What does that mean? She's going to be the first lady who was ever a reality TV star. Oh, because Kanye West is going to win presidency. At this rate, you're never too sure. Got it. Especially with the way that COVID's being handling, seeing, seeing as a country just had their biggest day-to-day -day raise, since July 24th, we just had 71,000 new cases as a country throughout. And then here's the thing. Us in Miami, we don't really 
believe it or feel it due to, according to the numbers, we've taken control of it. Only 560 new cases in the county, 14 new deaths. The state, 3,600, which compared to at one point reaching 15,000. Yeah, Seems minuscule. I feel like the world was anyone that was going on, man, when it was when we were hitting those numbers. Oh, I still think it's ending just in a slow rate. You know what I'm saying? Like, not everything has to combust instantaneously. No, facts, facts, facts. I mean, you know, we it's kind of like watching a we wall drive. We slowed know? down testing, and I feel like Miami's just bred different, man. I think we're just bred different, bro. I think all the coladas and the croquetas. What type of bread are you talking about? Bro, look, it's simple. Have you ever drinking out of a manguera, bro? Have you ever gone? When you were in your childhood drinking out of a hose, preferably, then guess what, bro? That's the vaccine for COVID. Well, if that's a vaccine, it makes sense why people feel that they don't need a vaccine. Why? Why? Why is that? Because of the manguera? La manguera. The manguera effect. The escala la manguera. And also, you have people like President Trump saying, we don't need a vaccine. You cannot let COVID control you. Dominate you is the word that I want to say he said. I mean, he feels incredible. And Wouldn't you, after taking a... A ton of steroids? I mean, look, to quote President Trump, this is from the New York Times, people are tired of COVID. I I have the biggest rallies I've ever had, and we have COVID. People are saying, whatever, just leave us alone. They're tired of it. People are tired of hearing Fauci and these idiots, all these idiots who got it wrong. All these idiots that got it wrong. Hey, man, look. It's the president of the United States, ladies and gentlemen. It's the president of the United States. And it's a crazy time to say that with the election right around the corner. It's like you gotta, you gotta respect, you gotta respect the the pair on this guy. Excuse my language, but you know, like, dude, this guy is just coming out and saying that, man. After this last weekend, bro, I'm almost convinced this guy's gonna win. I look, man. Look, I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not any of that. We're, we're, we're supporters of life, bro. We are supporters. We want you to know that we walk a thin line down the middle. You know, we don't, we, we, I think I can speak for the both of us when we say we don't really lean towards the side. We lead towards justice and righteousness. Sometimes. I, I would regularly lean towards the side. I registered with a specific party and it's not the one that Trump's a part of, but those guys are clowns too. We'll get there in a minute. But Jeez, man. What? Like, first it was COVID's not real. Then it's COVID's real, but it'll go away through a miracle. Now, this guy's talking about COVID like it is the miracle, man. Yeah. And you know what? It just might be the miracle to win this election for him. Because you can say what you want about Trump supporters, right or wrong. I'm not here to analyze that. But wow, how united are these guys, man? They really are. They and, really are no, united. No, no, no. And I, look, hey, and don't make excuses out there you know who you are don't make excuses because you can't say they're misled they're misguided they're giving him a chance bro we gave this guy a chance come on what other job do you go to that you get hired no matter how bad you do that's it you got a four years guarantee hey man i waited tables if i would have messed up i would have gotten fired at a moment's notice 86 then i'm gonna be like oh well you know he's destroying the business but we signed him for four years Come on, look at bat, look at sports, look at all these coaches, at everything. And so you have this guy who signed for four years. Man, let's rock and roll. Let's do it. Let's rock and roll. Let's rock and roll. And, uh, hey, I look, man. I'm not. A, I don't agree with any of this. Come on, like when, <laughs> like it's so ridiculous. Like when asked about 
uh, Fauci and how long he's been there. Well, this is Trump's response. He's been here for 500 years. Every time he goes on television, there's always a bomb. There's a bigger bomb if you fire him. This guy's a disaster. Look, man, I I just want to let everybody know out there that when Raul and I started podcasting and when we got this opportunity like, to be on SiriusXM, we're very graced. We're, we're very, very blessed by it. We're um, very humble about it. But, man, any, tell me, no, whenever we talk about our podcast to people, a lot, of, a lot of them will say, what a great time to just talk about what's going on, man. Because at the end of the day, bro, it really is. Bro, you can't make these things it up. It really, really is. You can't make this like, up. Like, with what's going on in the world and with the president and Joe Biden and all these guys, I was about to curse, all these guys, bro. Jeez, bro. And sometimes it's like, you like, I know you've experienced it where you're laughing at what either what Biden said or what Trump said, and you catch yourself laughing and you're like, maybe I, I shouldn't be laughing at this. Well, but it's it's like, it's so like... Outlandish. Yeah, exactly. Outlandish that you're like, bro, I, I don't even know what other way to react but to laugh. Well, look, man. First off, Trump. You know what? Look, I'm talking straight to you, Trump. Donald Trump. He's Why listening. did you have to be so petty to become president? I can tell you where this all started. At the White House. There was a dinner where Barack Obama said, well, here's my birth certificate. So what next, Trump? You're going to become president? And everybody laughed. Except for Donald J. Trump. But, bro, come on. You lost all of your friends. Come on. You and the Clintons used to go out together for dinner. You used to donate for them. Come on. You lost your home city of New York City where you made all your money. Now, what do you represent? Palm Beach County? Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. You were a pop culture icon. And, hey, you're great at marketing. I don't think you're a great businessman. But, wow, do you know how to sell yourself? True. And then you let your pettiness get the best of you. And now you're a joke, a laughing stock, and arguably a felon. What a time to be alive. And then, but here's the thing if there's ever a time to be a felon like Trump, right now is it. Right now. Who's the person who's going to stop you? A slightly coherent person who doesn't know where he's standing half the time, unfortunately. Joe Biden. And I'm not doubting Biden as a person, I'm just doubting Biden where he is at this point in time. Look, Biden's older than my grandmother. My grandmother, I I love her to pieces. She's great. I don't even trust her sometimes with my laundry, man. I got to trust this guy with the whole country. He can't even watch his own kids. Shout out to that boy, Hunter Biden. Search it up, guys. Stop messing up, Hunter, please. Making daddy look bad. I mean, or, you know, stop lying. See? Please. And then, so, and then Biden had this in the bag, man. He had this in the bag. I was cheering him on. I was hoping that, you know, they juice him up with something. Give him a Red Bull. Give him a Starbucks. Give him something. And then he had to just drop the ball with this ridiculous tax plan. Talk to us about it, Raul, because I don't know lickety anything about it. Well, look, here's the thing. It only targets the 1%, but so... So anybody in favor, in favor towards them. No, it's in favor towards people like you and I. Oh, it's target. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'll let yeah, you it targets, but... Those targets are ridiculous. Hey, look, I'm all for pay your taxes if you make this guap, guys. I'm all for that, but it's ridiculous. So so if you make under $400,000 annually, your taxes will be cut. If you make over, in some states, including New York and uh, California, they'll be at over 60%. To, 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 really, to really emphasize that, the largest state right now before... Um, 
you know, uh, tax exemptions, donations, and, and those type of things is at 36%. So you're going to borderline double that for a lot of people. And then, fine, yes, you have, you know, the quote-unquote lower class benefiting immediately from those tax cuts. But you understand, by you doing, by you, I, for lack of a better term, you're punishing people who make money. I Look, like, hey, I'm not rich. I'm not a one percenter. I make, if I'm lucky annually, I might make 10% of 400000 But that's not fair either. That's not right that you're going to take over half of somebody's and we still don't have guaranteed free, free education. We still don't have guaranteed free health care. Nothing is guaranteed except for those rises. So then who will be really punished? These guys are going to make their money and they're creative and they're going to figure it out. The people who are trying to build from the bottom are the ones who are going to be punished. Think about it. If your boss has to pay double in taxes what he paid last year, he's not going to cut his salary. He's going to cut your hours. Let that sink in later. He's going to cut your benefits. These guys won't make their money. They're in control. Understand. This isn't about you hate the game or you want to change the game. I think the problem is people don't want to embrace the game. But that's what it is at the end of the day. Everybody want to make this money. Nobody want to work. You know what I'm saying? Look, and hey, am I down for a... a a bump in taxes for people who make that type of money, especially in these circumstances that we live now. Yeah. But doubling like that. And that's not fair. Not everybody who created their life for themselves is a crook. And again, we're not talking about millionaires or billionaires. Look, one other thing that would work if you do those tax homes on corporations, maybe on corporations that'll work, but on singular people. And especially that thing about it. Most of your donors, the democratic committee, democratic committee are these people that you're basically screwing over. How has, um, because you, you've been following this a lot closer than I have. Yeah. How have people reacting to this uh, new tax plan? Uh, let me, you let, let me go into the hyperbole and uh, use 50 cent as a uh, symbolism for this. He's not a Trump supporter. And to quote him, I know you hate black people, Trump, but you know what? You're not going to ruin me with taxes. So I'll vote for you. Jeez. What a time to be alive, ladies and gentlemen. It's 2020. This is knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning coming to you via studio vibes. And yeah. That, yeah. So then, leading on from that, so 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 you have the so you have the coronavirus pandemic team internally fighting publicly, and then you have Joe Biden that he just kind of needs to show up and not ruin things, ruining things. Meanwhile, we're not even thinking about schools being affected. And let's think about the kids for a second. So let's talk about how in, in Miami-Dade County, just from the last Friday to Monday, they had 80 new cases throughout the public, throughout the school system. 80 new cases, huh? 80 new cases. That's insane. And at least 50 schools have been affected by the cases that are being brought to the light. And yeah. no, there's that. And then here's the thing. Majority of schools don't close down. And the few that have, have closed down for a singular day. But dated on the school systems as well. These are literally just robotic messages calling parents and letting them know, hey, there was infections in these schools. Crazy, man. Like, it's like you don't even feel human anymore when you're speaking to your, the people that are supposed to be overlooking your, your, your child's progression in education. I mean, at this point, yeah, but even their safety. 
most importantly, most importantly, their safety. their safety. And it's crazy. So now, so, so now you have a backlash amongst parents as well, just for the lack of details that are being given, just for the lack of, you know, information that's being given. And it and it's crazy. I'm not a parent. I don't have kids. But what I want to know if there's COVID infections in my kid's school, absolutely. Yeah. And then I and then these parents can't even take their kids back out of school for the online testing because they already sent them back. Tragic. Guys, that, and it, and it goes into what what we've been preaching since we started this. And sorry show. if we sound repetitive and all this. You guys but... got it. You guys got you guys have everybody out there, especially if you're a parent, you have to do your research. You have to get involved. This is not going to go away. This is you have to be on top of this day to day, and it's exhausting, man. Sometimes it really is, bro. Me and Raul have to check ourselves sometimes. Like, hey, man, you good? You know, literally, just, like we need to have days where just like, hey, go for a walk. Yeah, take a step back, man. Watch some cartoons. No, no, because we watch these things, and then it's cold crazy. Because sometimes, like, I'll literally be reading these, and I'll be like, oh wow, like that's such a great fictional story. And I'm like, oh wait, this is real. This is super real, man. It's very real, and you know, like we're just trying to figure it out. We're just trying to manage, but man. Like what are like I, it's I don't feel like we're crossing any boundaries by openly questioning the priorities here. I don't I I at this point I think that's acceptable and if anything I think it should be um pushed. I I think I think people should be pushed to question what's every, what's really going on. And I don't mean in a Republican or political. No, I mean just look at the facts from both sides. What's accurate? What even seems accurate? I'm sure both sides at different points throughout all the garbage give accurate information. And that's what you really got to pick apart and acknowledge and follow. You can't just pick what information suits your thing. It's bigger than you. It's not all about you. We're not all the sun to the universe. You know what I'm saying? Some of us. Some of us. Some of us, ladies and gentlemen. What's, not, what's left on our, our itinerary, my good sir? So, you guys know Barney? Do you know Barney J? I dabbled. So the, the kids show, right? The kids Bonnie show. Bonnie was a dinosaur. Don't sue me, please. Serious. You know what I'm saying? So Daniel Kalua of Get Out fame, Black Panther, quite a few films. He's making a Barney movie. What's the genre? We're not exactly sure, but let me give you a quote on him describing the movie this week in an interview. Keep it PG? I think I might. I love you. You love me. Won't you say you love me too? That's one of the first songs I remember and what happens when that isn't true. I thought that was really heartbreaking. I have no idea why, but it feels like that makes sense. I feel like there's something unexpected that can be poignant but optimistic, especially at this time now. I think that's really, really needed. Wow. You know what, man? I'll buy it. Oh, yeah. I grew up on Barney. Absolutely. And here's how I view this. I don't think that they're trying to make Barney gritty and, you know, we live in you know, dark. I think it's that we live in dark times. So let's reboot Barney. Yeah. To adapt to these times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not like we're trying to make Dora the Explorer go hunt down bounties. You know what I'm saying? But no, I think this will be great, honestly. I think I, it'll be really interesting to see how a new generation takes Barney on, especially in the time of social media and all these things being reinvented and stuff like that. Like, to, like to go back to Dora the Explorer, that movie was a hit. It was, and then look at Sonic's the the, the Sonic Hedgehog. movie as well this yeah. year. Due to, I mean, you know, with some help from Rona, it is technically the biggest movie of the year. Look at that! Look at that! 
Who would have thought? So I'm actually excited to see this. Now, now the details are very vague. The last time he spoke about this was a year ago when he launched the idea with Paramount Pictures. So I'm very interested to see how this happens. I'm going to see a modern-day Barney movie. It's rock and roll, man. Now as, a, as an adult, as an adult, I definitely could see how someone could make this movie into like a psychological thriller or some crazy nonsense. So it's up. Is it that Barney starts off his day normal with his, you know, his kid cronies? Bro, I mean. And, and then the, and he's like, I love you. And he's like, and then the kids are like, what is love? See, that's, that's some, that's, some, that's something. All right, man. I, I. I guess what I'm trying to say as an adult, I can see why, how someone, like, I'm not going to argue if you, if you're like, yeah, Barney's kind of a, a, a creepy little show there, you know? Now, in this day and age, but back in the 90s, I feel like a lot of things were just like, you know, I think it was an edgier time. Right? Because Barney came out in the 90s or in like the early 2000s? 90s, for sure. 90s. But I mean, what isn't creepy now? Think about it. What isn't creepy now? You can't leave your house without thinking you're going to get sick or attacked or something. You know, you got cameras watching you, even when even when you're there, you're not using them by the government. You know what I'm saying? What isn't creepy these days, man? Maybe maybe we need something wholesome like that. Hey, man, I'd be down for for another Scooby Doo movie at this point. I love Scooby Doo. You know what I'm saying? You know, and then and it makes you think with, with all these options, are they gonna go through streaming? Is this gonna be a a theater release? This and that. Well, good thing it's not a Disney film because if it were, we know where that would go, straight to streaming. Disney Plus, ladies and gentlemen. Disney Plus, man. These guys at Disney, they made it happen. They are taking over the streaming world. And, and now they're strategizing to make sure that that happens, especially with all, the, with all the movie theater closures. You have Regal Theaters not reopening until next year. You have AMC Theaters not even sure about being open until next year. Like, they're not sure if they're still going to continue being open until next year. Have you gone to a movie theater since? since I have open? not. I haven't either. I have not. I keep saying I will. And one time I was pretty close, but then I backed out. I'm sorry. I'm not ready. I'm not ready either, dude. I'm not ready either. At all. I'm not ready. And, and a lot of people aren't. Just just uh, this weekend, what uh, Liam Neeson's new film, The Honest Thief, came out. Highest grossing film in the country. How much did it make? $3.7 million. It's the highest gross, highest grossing film in the country, three point seven million, huh? To emphasize that, about a year ago, the highest grossing film of of the year on a single weekend made almost two billion dollars. Every wow, man, that's that's scary to say. That's scary to think, man. It just makes you think that how long can movie theaters really hold out like this? I mean, post COVID, the the highest grossing film uh, within America was. Was the Christopher Nolan film Tenet? Tenet. Thank you, guys. Got stuck there for a second. Uh, Tenet, and they. I. I don't. I think they made about fifty. And this was supposed to be the big reopening of theaters, which is why Regal ended up having to reclose again because they didn't make enough money off that, and they were banking on on the new 007 movie, No Time to Die. To after many, uh, after getting many pushbacks, they thought it was going to drop this fall. It got pushed back till next year now. Wow. And that's why they decided it's not even worth being open. And then, and then you look at AMC and you got to think maybe these guys are right. So with that all being said, you look at Disney's new strategy and it's not like they're going to shun theatrical releases entirely, but I don't think they're wrong at all to focus on streaming. Yeah. And, uh, and then, bro, you, would you be surprised if Disney comes down with its, its own version of movie theaters? 
Because I wouldn't be surprised. I'm surprised they haven't, honestly. Yeah, at this point, like, milk it off streaming. Look, I mean, bro, that, that doesn't sound like, I mean, granted, I, I would never want to see AMC and Regal in these places close, close mm-hmm. down. My first job was at a couple movie theater, bro. I've met a lot of people that I still hang out to, that I still hang out to to this day and hold closely in my life mm-hmm. through working at a movie theater. Um, I, so I wouldn't, I'm not saying that I wouldn't want any of them to close down, but at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if they do close down. And then you just see Disney uh, and, like, Netflix taking over that game, bro, and just perfecting it as I, they always do i mean it makes sense like like look at with mulan it was a hit man 300 mil first weekend yeah wow and they, everybody needs a little bit of help at some point you know hey and, i and need i need i we need we needed the help to get this all together man and we we we're, we're not scared to say it. i mean michael jordan needed scotty pippen right shout out to all those uh lebron james haters out there that are saying that AD carried him in the finals. I don't want to hear it. Throughout six finals, the only thing Michael Jordan did more than Scottie Pippen was score points. Just in case you guys didn't know. Just in case you didn't know. Anyways. But, yeah, so it's a very interesting concept that they're going about it, especially seeing what hand Disney has in the streaming service because people think they only have Disney+. Plus. No. they. they but, so prior to the Fox merger, they were 49% um, shareholders of Hulu. Who was the other 51%, you ask? Who? Fox. Wow. They bought Fox. So now they own Hulu and Disney Plus, and 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 you're starting and you're starting to see those small details of of that come into play. Example: The Simpsons. On before they had all the they had the whole show on Hulu as well. Now they only have the current season that's playing on Fox on Hulu. Where's the only other place to find all the other Simpsons? Where Disney Plus? Look at that. And I know you're a fan of uh, The Simpsons on Disney Plus. I love Disney Plus. I think it's great. I think these guys. I mean, think about it. They had look. Disney's look. Disney's marketing is unparalleled. Even, even for, look, they had all these movies co- within the Disney Vault. If you notice, why all these old classic movies weren't on, you know, streaming services. And then what happens is that they had them in the vault. So every ten years or so, they would do the thirtieth anniversary, fortieth anniversary. So then they had this of decades of generations, this, this anticipation, and then they just dropped the whole vault, everything in one day. Wow. And then. What time? They dropped it off in September. Six months later, you can't leave your house. Wow. Get it? How you live, bro? Now we're all stuck at home watching Disney Plus. Hey man, I've watched the Clone Wars twice. Hey man, Disney Plus is great. And then and then they started adapting with dropping with uh, dropping onward on the streaming service. And now they're doing soul and they're and and they're pushing back their Marvel series and then what they're doing with their Marvel films and everything, like I don't blame him at all, man. They, you got everybody. Everybody has to do what they have to do to survive in this. You know, some people we've been saying it since day one, you either folded or you molded. And we're not talking about laundry. Shout out to Raul for making that incredible joke. But you know, you gotta. Everybody has to at some point. I feel like everybody, for the most part, has been affected by COVID in a way where they have had to change at least one thing in whether it's their everyday life or their business is 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 life. You know, like and and. We we cover as much as we cover here because we're also adapting to to living throughout this time and era. Every single day is completely different. That's why we we encourage everybody to to do your research, to go read an article, but then go read a similar article about the same um subject. You know, please do your research, ladies and gentlemen, and guys, go vote. It's election season, man, go vote. I know we have a lot of friends that are out here that are like, oh, but it's all rigged, and none of our votes matters. And I'm like, bro, that's what they want you to think. That's how your vote doesn't matter. Is if if they win like that, don't let them win. Go out and vote. If throughout this pandemic and all these protests and all these things, people still think that their voice doesn't matter, that's a shame. Look, if you don't have anything to say, fine, I could respect that. Or if you don't want to say it, 
But if you think that if you do have something to say and it doesn't matter, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. We live in a time, come on, think about all your social media. Think about, we have access to information and that's why we have such short attention spans and we need this constant gratification. It's because we never had access to information the way we have now. This Look, look, and I talk smack about it all the time. With that said, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It doesn't. We have more access, we have more connection than our than anybody before us. It might seem bad right now, but you have to understand, it's not the worst it's ever been. Amen, brother. Well, we'll leave you with that, guys. Thank you for listening. This is Knowledge. Nonsense. And Reasoning. We'll see you next week. Be safe. Be great. This is Raul. And Jonathan. Signing out, guys. See you next week. Ka-cha. Peace. The views and opinions expressed on knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.